G'day everyone. Proud to say Bar Karate is brought to you by Radix Nutrition, makers of the most technically comprehensive nutrition products that have ever existed. Unlock your potential with Radix. This week we're also sponsored by Vicobi. Vicobi manufacturers of performance gear that helps you sail at your peak. G'day listeners, welcome to Bar Karate, the sailing podcast. My name's Jordan Spencer, it's that time of the week where we get to hang out with some really cool sailors, but of course, have to share the mic with my two idiot mates. First off, Mr. Brett Perry. Greetings, exalted one. BP. G'day world, how's everyone? Oh, everyone's good, mate. I'm talking for the whole world. I have to apologise for the last <laughs> week. I uh, <laughs> yeah, had a little bit of sleep through. <laughs> Um, yeah, sort of. So, woke up it's always high risk. <laughs> <laughs> that time of day, especially with last weekend's happenings. But we'll go through that later on. It was a pretty special week in in my world. So, um, but uh, no, it was. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go through it all later today. All right, I'll, I'll introduce the reliable one. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. Mister Nick Boss. Well, I could have been the one missing this week. Yeah, I know. Last day of the Monaco boat show yesterday, mm. and um, we kind of let, let's just say a bit of a dock party last night. But of course, I am quite professional in that respect, so I was home pretty early. Um, <laughs> early as what, ran into a few likely, uh, likely persons and um, to have a bit of a good time, but no, no, it was all pretty good. Um, yeah, been in Monaco the last few days. Again, I mentioned it when I was in Sardinia, but holy shit, man. Just mind-boggling mm. yeah. what you see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. wealth around here. Mm. Holy shit. And a bit of a funny story. So on my, um, my uh, neck thing, my ticket, or what uh, Nick Bice, head of Grand Prix sales in uh, that Southern Spas. Yep. Uh, that's what it says on it. And someone's like, oh, what's head of Grand Prix sales? And I said, oh, no, I'll look after all the Grand Prix drivers' boats around here. <laughs> so who live in Monaco. <laughs> Uh, Charles Leclerc's probably one of my favourite favorite <laughs> clients. <laughs> oh, really? They must be really nice guys. <laughs> can't stand, can't stand Verstappen and his Dutch ways. <laughs> so yeah, don't say that. I spoke they, they'll the take you seriously. The Dutch, they're protective of Max. Oh, God. be careful. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem, isn't it? That is a problem. <laughs> well, you could tell when you walked into the Dutch corner. Everyone's about a foot taller than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're drinking Heineken's at bloody ten a.m. Yeah, love, I love the Dutch. Good, good people. Uh, love them. We um, all love the Dutch. And I, I ran this one a few times. What's wooden that? shoes, wooden head, wooden fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite line. Yeah, absolute oh, favourite. Yeah, line. love it. Love it. Uh, I, I, I crack myself up before I even say it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, boys, I might bring in our guest because uh, you know uh, there's a there's a over there's a bond that brought us all together at, at, in in our youth. You know, we all shared the same shame we experience, um, and you know, there's been banter about us attending a world championship in uh, South Perth in a couple of months. Um, all yep. of us uh, taking part, uh, and so. First thing we thought, yeah, no, this is good. This is something that really interests us. And we wanted to talk to 
the class about these world champs that are coming up and we wanted to have a bit of a chat. And there's one bloke in the world of windsurfing. And I'm, when I say windsurfing, I mean the LT, the old Wally windsurfer, the, the foundation of the sport. Everything that's non-yachts has all come from the Wally windsurfer. And um, there's one guy that just puts so much into the sport in this nation uh, he's been president of the Wally class for at least the last six years that I can work out. He won the world champs once the LTs came back online and they started doing world champs, won the overall in Lake Garda. Um, and uh, he's been on the World Sailing Technical Committee. He's given it all and he's really built quite a strong class and we're looking forward to talking about the worlds that are coming up, what the windsurfer LTs like these days and just how uh, much fun you can have with the... Uh, a little sail and a board. And, with um, your clothes on. With your clothes on. Yeah, with yeah. a wetsuit so, on. <laughs> well, welcome to Barkarati for the first time ever, Mr Nick Bears. How are you, bud? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, well, thank you. It's a very uh, nice introduction. A little bit, uh, little bit OTT, but that's, that's the way we roll. Thank you for uh, having me along and, yeah, happy to, uh, happy to get on board with you boys and, and have a chat about the LT. Yeah, well, um, well, probably not only the LT. I mean, that'll come right. But were you just the nipper as we were, just grabbing a wally board off the beach as a young fella, <laughs> just loving lot like you could not get out out on the water enough? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my first exposure to this was as a youngster. I was still sailing sabos down down in Melbourne here, and um, these things started popping up, and a few of the a few of the old the dads uh, started buying them, and yeah, us kids, uh, as soon as we could get our hands on them, we're uh, we're jumping on them and trying to figure it out. Obviously, uh, being little tackles a bit of a struggle, but we um, get two or three of us on the board and get the get the big rig up and and get it going, and that's that was really the first uh, little taste. But from there, um, had the opportunity uh, to get my own board eventually, and then um, it was a Windrush Storm Ten, one of the local. Uh, mm-hmm one of the local boards and um yeah that was my first intro but uh it was uh it was full froth of city all, all the sailing kids loved it um and um i think it gave us a bit of a serious head start over a lot of the punters who were who were buying boards at that time having that sailing background and you know it's really been a platform for me now for the last 40 plus years um taking me around the world and and done a lot of stuff so um but yeah that's right Bicey, uh early days was just frothing couldn't get enough do you couldn't remember? get enough of the mass base popping out, hitting you in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were lucky if you got it in the shin, Brett. If uh, if you were standing incorrectly, um, more damage was done than that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, was some funny, there was some funny memories of that so that going on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, you know, it's interesting because now in, in the class we've got um, – some of the you know living legends of Australian windsurfing, you know, mm. Mark Paul, for example, mm. uh, and his very uh, you know, influential brand of Bombora that, you know, really mm. got a lot of Aussies and then put a lot of people on the world stage as well. So he he sails with us. Um Scotty O'Connor, um, Rowie Cardmore, you know, Kevin Wadham, who went on and you know did a lot of work with Garster and, and so on. Um uh, Greg Hyde, who's a life member of the class, who you know went oh, to the Greg, Olympics yep. and so on, um, and Greggy Johns, who's been you know really instrumental in getting this class you know up and running from from day one back in 1977 um, to still being actively involved and in supporting the class as the as the distributor. So it's um, 
yeah, it's it's really come full circle having, but having those guys uh, is pretty uh, is pretty cool for, as a young bloke growing up with them on my walls and so on. Yeah. Mm. So for the um, for the punters who haven't been paying attention and don't know what's going on, what the hell's the a, a windsurfer or Wally LT? What's an LT? What's happened? And where they come from? Yeah. So. Yeah, so Windsurfer is actually the first was the name of the first brand of of sailboard um, going back to the late sixties, um, and um, initially it was a polyethylene board, quite heavy, um, but it was the most successful one designed sailing class ever in history. It got up to sequentially numbered up in the four hundred and twenty thousands and so mm-hmm. on, and it was a one design class um, that um, you know really. I guess propelled windsurfing uh, in into the masses, um, and it continued to go on for uh, quite well up until the two thousands. And then windsurfing um, ended a period of really high development. A um, lot of um, you know a lot of money being spent, uh, a lot of carbon being found, a lot of uh, monofilm and so on. And all of a sudden. Um, the Wally was sort of uh, pushed to the side as um, as other developments came along. Um, however, there was a couple of pockets uh, of racing. Australia was one, Italy was another, and the South Africans were another where the the championships rolled on and on. Um, if we just reflect, reflect back to 1983, um, 4, uh, when we had a, a Worlds in Perth, um, we had about 460 racing yeah. in that, and that was a lot believe the largest one design event ever run you know wow. in australia so uh really looking forward to now coming back to that but um what happened was in about 2000 so <laughs> the sport's been through some ups and downs obviously kiting came along um and and really started to eat into it uh and of more recent years winging came along and so on so windsurfing sort of found itself uh, a bit marginalised, um, foiling has has made a difference, uh, but again, fairly high tech, fairly expensive. Um, Bruce Wiley, who was an Aussie champion, who um, went on to win worlds and so on, uh, he works for a company called Cobra, um, and they had a bit of a powwow, I guess, going back around 2017-18 with um, the with Greg Johns and and Edo and others from Italy, um, just talking about well, what if we were to try and come back to our roots a little bit to make something a little bit more inclusive, um, which was the genesis then for the LT design, which stands for mm. light, um, and really it was a modern take on, a, a, I guess, a fairly traditional shape, so the windsurfer original shape, but um, made out of epoxy, um, much much nicer hull design, actually, more volume and, and so on. Um, and that board was launched, or well, we saw the first samples in, in early 2018, and then um, the class, the Australian class and the Italians basically said, yeah, we'll, we'll run with this. And so there was a transition period around that time, and by the middle of July 2018, we had 140 or so uh, racing in an inverted commas world trophy on Lake Garda for... Um, the first real serious international hit out of of the LT board. So um, that's that's where it's come from. It's um, it's a long board, so it's got quite a bit of volume. So it's it's also got a dagger board, um, and so therefore it can sail up wind. It's quite stable, and one of the real upsides of this board is its versatility. So you know you can learn you can you can learn on it, you can race on it, you can sup on it, 
Um, you can teach your, your kids on it. You can put your dog on it and so on. Um, but it's it's quite lightweight compared to the old ones. So that's really where it's come from. And as a platform then, that's really propelled now the class um, into uh, into a really strong growth phase where, you know, we've got about 26 countries selling the boards. Um oh. We've uh, you know, the last worlds over in uh, in Italy in Mondello last year had um, 370 people racing. Could have had more if there were more charter boards available and so on. So wow. um, it's um, it's been big, yeah. You'd be you'd be in all honesty, you'd be mad not to just have one in the shed, wouldn't you? Because they're sort of they're fairly low cost. Uh, you can, as you said, you can pretty much do anything with your on them that you want. You can go for a cruise on a light wind day. You can take the family, or you know, if you can go for a blast, and and you can do regattas, race in your weight class, and um, you know, race against a ton of people without spending bugger all dollars. Yeah, I mean, look, the the class philosophy, which is something in which we've really tried to embrace, is about having simple and easy, uh, a simple and easy platform. So. Um, on the racing side of that, that's about having 50% fair racing and 50% social fun. So the whole philosophy set up around these founding principles that we really try to embrace, which is about having a good time on and off the water. Yep. Um, and, Jordan, you're right. There's one board, there's one sail, one mast, one boom, one fin. There's nothing more to add. So you can, you know, you can go and do a world championships with that kit. Likewise, you can, you know, have it, uh, have no, it in the no, shed. There's, and, no, there's and, no speed shopping, Nick, you're saying. <laughs> Correct. So, I mean, <laughs> you can't, one of the you can't, you can't take your board to a shed, tip it upside down, and give it a rub. Roger. So, very. <laughs> so, the class rules have been set up to minimise that, um, and that makes it easy for people just to be able to have confidence to be able to rock up. But also, one of the things that's really helped the growth is that um, you know you can fly anywhere around the world, and the the global distributors have been fantastic in putting on charter boards. So, you know. When, when the Australian team went to Garda for the Worlds in 2019 that you mentioned earlier, you know, all of us had charter boards. You don't have to travel with equipment mm. and it's brand new out of the box and mm. off you go. Now we're talking um, So I'm, I'm guessing this growth period, how many boards are we looking at? What? Uh, look, like, in its, well, globally, thousands, I mean, thousands of thousands. thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So... But, um, and you mentioned the, the price point. I mean, with the charter boards, do, do they get sold on? Is that how that works? Yeah, so look, I, I think it, it varies by country. Um, some some of them might stay in for a, a series of regattas, um, like the Europeans, you know, move around between Italy, Germany, France, Spain, and so on. So the local distributor there m- might hold them for you know a couple of races, um, and then and then move them on. Um, in Australia, Johnsy um, holds on to them for a season, and then we'll we'll turn them over at the Worlds. All the boards will be brand new out of them. I guess, the I guess the boards are. I guess the boards are relatively indestructible. Obviously, being epoxy, they're a bit more sort of prone to some nicks. But uh, you know, if you do get a, if you do did pick up a charter board, you just get yourself a new sail and you're away, right? Uh, well, I mean, they come complete, so you don't take anything. Honestly, yeah. you take your harness lines and your harness and your Vicobi life jacket and your and you show up. Um, so the sale is probably the most consumable, obviously. Um, yeah. And you know, you if you if you're racing seriously, you'll 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 have a training sale, and a, you know, you have a regatta sale that'll that you'll rotate through. Um, but you know, you talked about price point before. I mean, in Australia, in Australian dollars, including you know GST, our local our local VAT tax. You know, you're talking thirty two hundred bucks complete. Wow. So. 
you know, pretty hard. So we're that. talking we're talking best part of seventeen one thousand seven hundred euros approximately. Um, yeah, give or take. The whole yeah. kit, you know. So it's yeah, it's, yep. it's well worth. It's it. like a night in Monaco, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like dinner, <laughs> dinner with the family here um, in Spain. <laughs> I mean the other the other thing the other thing that's great about this is that um, it's highly inclusive. Um, so we've you know it's really nice. We've got dads racing with their kids. Yeah. Cool. Um, we've got generations of people who've grown up windsurfing who are now bringing their grandkids through. Um, you know we've got twelve year olds racing against seventy year olds. Mm. We've mm. got people who are forty five kilos. Um, you know, on the same same platform as you know, people who've cracked a ton and you know might be over a hundred kilos. So we deal with that through weight divisions mm-hmm. um, and gender divisions in our, in our racing, um, which you know really just opens up the possibilities for for many people who you know in other classes you've got a very narrow you know competitive weight range, not so much. Here. You, you touched on um, it a bit earlier. You touched on a bit earlier how um, the the windsurfer one design um, sort of class took a bit of a sidestep during the early 2000s when, uh, you know, slalom and wave and all those high tech yep. things were going on. That was about, um, you know, I've got to say my introduction to sailing was Wally's as well. Um, but one of the things that I think brings people back to this is that it is, it's racing, it's tactical. Um, you know, those the, the slalom boards were great. They were great fun. The waves were great fun. I'm not saying there's no part for that because there's definitely a part for that. But uh, one of the things that must attract all you guys and, and still does me actually is is the, is you have to think about it. You have to start. You have to get to the top mark. You know, bear away. You got to do your reach, and then you got to then you got to sail downwind. It's a tactical sport. Absolutely. So the emphasis in this class is very much more on technique. Um, and and skill uh, and tactics. So you know um, we have done one thing which I think's been a game changer to assist that. And our class rules, well, windsurfing generally allows unrestricted pumping um, when you race. Um, so that could be in race boards or IQ foil or you know other other disciplines. We've put in um, which has been championed in Australia for a number of years, um, where we restrict upwind pumping while we're course racing. Um, so basically for the first that you can pump for the first 30 seconds off the start after that, no upwind pumping. And that is a game changer because mm, that then allows people because unfortunately, and just reality is if it's open pumping and especially upwind open pumping, it becomes a fitness test rather than, fitness. you know, a yeah, technique yeah, yeah. And test. Um, the other thing about these boards is, um, you, you know, you sail them like a little dinghy. So you are encouraged to tack. You're enter- encouraged to, you know, to be very, um, you know, very finicky when it comes to wind shifts and so on. Whereas, you know, on a foiling board or others, um, the distance you lose by actually tacking uh, is so much that, you know, you you end up hitting the corners and so on in, in a lot of cases. So this has really put it back into, you know, a very tactical uh, thing, which, you know, having a sailing background is is super enjoyable. And you're right, there's a lot of people who really enjoy that aspect of, Absolutely. of the class. Mm. I think super. we need to sort of, I need to drill into a couple of things. So first off, one thing, you're a bloody genius by making regattas fun and not, it's not all out there doing big, long races. So for, we need to understand what the different right. events are. We need to yeah, understand sure. what the different weight classes will be at the Worlds. Um, so, you know, if 
Spicy BP and I turn up, are we going to be in the same weight class as Bar Karate or is there going to be a special Bar Karate class? Like a Bar Karate class. Bar Karate class. Oh, well, if you'll have me. Normal size that'll be, human well, beings. There'll be four of us. Okay. So normal size hopefully human beings. We're a few. Yeah. The normal size <laughs> human being class. But no, so there's sort of three elements there. It's about that. That making regattas fun, you know, like everyone, yeah. not everyone's there to win and everyone forgets that, you know, like there's only two or three people that are going to have a chance at winning really, um, maybe 10 yeah. or 20 in some classes, but the rest of it's there because people, like, I don't turn up to regattas to win anymore. I couldn't give two shits about winning a race. I want to just have as much yeah. fun as possible. We have a, could we have a ginger class? Oh, <laughs> Oh, punch well, ups at the top mark. Thirty seconds of pumping done. Bang, you're out. Red mist. Follow the red well, mist. We're very well. Uh, one of one of the very inclusive. We, uh, it's an inclusive class, Yeah, exactly. So, well, look, it, it is absolutely fundamental to us um, that we we do. Um, provide this class philosophy of 50% fair racing, 50% social fun. So that, that's just a given. So the way we put that together is that we have multiple different kinds of racing disciplines. So in a three-and-a-half-day nationals that we run, right, mm-hmm. we would put on um, a ra- between seven and nine co- course races. So that would be a traditional upwind, downwind, whether it be windward lures, triangles, um, and so on. Um we would put on slalom, which are really short course um, uh, events. So very t- so heat. We run heats, so eight eight to ten person heats, and it's a sort of a knockout as you go along, but double elimination. Very short course, about eight to ten minutes. Nice. Um, mm. Where possible, we set it up on the beach. Right. So it's very spectator friendly. We have commentary. We have music. Um, you blokes are, will uh, will pro- could uh, get a guest gig at the Worlds if you'd like to commentate. Um, <laughs> I reckon we'd have a bit of fun with that. So we we try and ex- a we try and explain it to people, but b you know you've got mums and dads and kids and friends and whatever, and they can actually see the racing like it's right there, yeah, that's uh, which is which is pretty cool. Um, and then we've got a marathon, which is a long distance race, um, which could go for a couple of hours. Um, that's an all-in start. So um, at Lake Garda or you know up at uh, up at Noosa, we had uh, our last nationals had 145 racing at Lake Catharaba. <laughs> Everyone's on the line together. Uh, bit of carnage. Um, is that the one, Sarah uh, we, Kenny. We won, out she won that outright, did she? She, she did. She did win, win that outright. So oh. um, you know the girls race the boys, and it's it's fantastic. And you know th- this is a class where. Um, males and females and others can compete on you know on equal terms on equal equipment. So that's that. And then the last discipline we do is freestyle, which is a three minute trick routine. Oh, um, and this oh, is where old, the versatility old. of these boards come in. And I reckon the bar karate boys could be primed for the freestyle. <laughs> Mate, oh, I can see it now. I can see Jordan out there in the dick stickers, rail right, wide, split the recent. On the rail, we've had, yellow stripe. You know, we've had we've had Borat, we've had um, we've had Warney smoking a dart out there during the thing. We've had, um, you know, it's, it, so we encourage people to dress up. They have music. They choose their own routines. Um, it's it's actually uh, uh, it's actually judged. So uh, so that's cool. We used to have a ball um, on the lake with that sort of stuff. You know, the old tipping the 
take the take the rig out, tip it upside down, That's put it. the mast in oh, the ship and steer with the clue. That's it. Do the do bar, the bar spin, karate synchronized jibes. Synchronized oh, freestyle. Now, now you're talking, Bicey. Bit of synchro. Um, and it's all I'll been done. Forget, like, I'll, never you know, old, old, uh, I'll never forget when old Tommy Lenthal, uh, rest his soul, uh, oh, yeah. did a. Uh, did, he did. I remember him doing a uh, jibe with a with a flip through the boom. That was a pretty yeah. intense maneuver. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, you know, and and the girls here really hold their own. So uh, Mel Webb from Sydney, um, who's been. A very, uh, yeah. very worthy competitor over the year. She won the worlds over in, um, over in, uh, in Garda in the females. But she won, she won outright, and our last uh, two nationals ago beat all the blokes in in freestyle. So very cool. Yeah. Was that was that um, was she formerly Mel Scott? Is that, is that the right person? Am I getting that mixed up? Uh, Mel Mel Braun. Okay, she was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Copy. Um. So the. So, therefore, some people just are really good at freestyle and they come mm. along. Yeah, they might do the course racing or they might not, but they set themselves up to be the freestyle national world whatever event champion. Oh, so you remember, there's a lot of flexibility. Do you remember David yeah. Tonkin, boys, from South Australia? He was on the freestyle worlds once. Do you remember him? No. Really yes. <laughs> yep. Well, so, Tonkin's back and oh, so he's, he's working up to the worlds, yeah. And, look, you know, just looking at the world's fleet, Lads, we're going to have to all do a bit of training together. We've got uh, we've got uh, Lars Klebich has just entered, so yeah, our, uh, the only oh. the only Aussie to win a medal for uh, windsurfing's uh, on the scene. Yeah. Um, and then his old mate Bruce Kendall from across the ditch, oh, who yep. is an Olympic gold medalist, has also just uh, signed up. So we're gonna there'll be some pretty hot uh, hot stuff going we're around there. Stop as well. so that's that. these people. We're gonna have to stop interviewing these people, by the way. Yeah, reverse because curse yeah, on Bruce the Kendall. Reverse curse. Yeah. But the whole point here is that everything's pretty short and sweet. So our course racing target times twenty minutes. Um, so we can get through a lot oh, wow. quickly. Mm. Um, so we're not trying to cook people. We're trying to get all these disciplines done. The other initiative we've brought in to help people who are coming back or first timers is we've got so we've got open racing or we've got a new oh, a division which we sort of championed going back three or four years ago called cruises. And this is for Hello. relaxed races, people That's coming us. back, That's unfit. Us, whatever, um, just to get them out there on the water. And that's been a revelation. We've had so many people come back and join us. Some of them moved on to open. Others are just happy to, to cruise around, but they're all on the water together. So that's um, that's pretty hot. I've just thought of our next drink, boys, the Barcarati Cruises. The Barcarati Cruises here. <laughs> does the LT, does it have like one of those little, you know, most SUPs that these days have a bit of a shot cord that, you can tuck your jacket yep. in or something. So there is there's, there's so a you little can leash. Put a six, there's a little you can leash put a six back, pack on board, basically. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Yes, we can, but uh, we we can't do that. But we can. Uh, I reckon we can uh, duct tape the sixty around the bow. She'll be fine, mate. Uh, not weighing too much, you put the bow under. So Buck Rady, new hat for the windsurfer. Just plug <laughs> it in, plug it in. Off you go. <laughs> little bit of a little bit of a merch edition here. A little bit of a sort of specially designed oh, desk here that sort of sits uh, out in the mast base. Pat, Pat will be Pat will be listening at Vicobi, I'm sure. So yeah, he'll uh, take it. Already onto it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. onto it. We'll so two, and then done. the other way we balance things up just is with weight division. So. Um, all the uh, all the uh, open male competitors will weigh in, um, and we've got a couple of different systems. Um, the most ec- in a in a large fleet, um, we'll basically divide the the weigh in by four, and that'll be so we have a right. floating weight system. So 
Um, the other alternative is there are fixed weights for smaller fleets. Generally, the Australian fleet weighs a little bit more than the Italians. So the Italians had their nationals just this weekend gone. They had 171 racing, and they're <laughs> they're quite a lot lighter than the Aussie fleet. Um, <laughs> but let's just go with this. Lightweight cutoff's going to be about 70 to 71 and below. Yeah. Medium, medium weights will be then above that up to around the 78. Right. Mark 79 could up, be up to 80. Then the heavyweights um, go up to about 88, yeah, maybe yes. 90. And then above that's the uh, inverted commas super heavies. Well, and um, the larger lads. Straight up, lads. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mate. Yep, we're all down. Well, it's, I don't know about you, boss. Are you going to make that or? It's pretty simple, I think. It's Pat. Like you say, he's sitting there with his notebook now. Yeah. And it's basically if you're a size small in Pat's shorts, you're in the <laughs> lightweights. If you're a size medium, you're size large or extra large. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Well, th- there's our third, uh, there's our third system. But the point of that is Maybe um, that is the system, Nick. You got to you got to say, okay, rock up at the event. What you got to do is put a pair of eyes. You don't have to weigh on, on. You, you just got to put that's the shorts on. That's how you designate it. That's all right. <laughs> The, the, the great thing about this is um, because we only use one size sail and it's relatively small, it's a 5.7. Yeah, um, yeah. Having said that, it's a, it's a fairly old school design. So yeah. it's, yeah. you know, modern modern windsurf sails um, use a lot of downhaul tension, yeah. uh, a lot of rig tension and big sizes and then twist. These, this is much more like a traditional yacht sail. Yep. So um, it's we sail it a lot deeper um, and a lot more powerful. It's got a soft luff. So... That allows this sale to be used for slalom, for freestyle, for course mm. racing, and so on. And it's actually quite technical to set up. Um, we don't. Ha- you basically have to make a choice before, in, in particular, in course racing. Um, you got to set your downhaul tension and your and your outhaul tension before the race. There's no adjustable outhauls and so on. So okay. there's a bit of mm. bit of uh, nous in, in getting that right as well. I was Likewise, actually going to ask that of you, Nick. I was going to ask that mm-hmm. of you. Um, you know the old days, the old boards. Uh, you know they were fairly sort of uh, simplistic. I know that I know these are too. Yep. You know, but we yep. would uh, we would play around with that sort of stuff. Uh, is has the board added an element of technology to it? Is it? Is it? Has the board made a noticeable difference? Um, very noticeable. So much lighter, about fifteen kilos. So they're about seven kilos lighter than they were. So they'll plan up wind now, um, right, which nice. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's chalk and cheese. Also, downwind as well, much stiffer. So, um, they plane, you know, a lot, m- lot more readily downwind as well. They're beautiful border sail, actually. Really, they've done a really nice job with the with the hull. Um, and because the there's old- more volume, the larger lads um, have a lot more fun on them too. Yeah, cool. Just remember the old bendy boards down the lakes. It was yeah. fun. That's it. Know, going over, going over a wave, and the whole board bent. I don't oh, think yeah, by the time you got back to the sh- back to the shore, your teeth had almost shaken out of your head. <laughs> Actually, Nick, with um, say you're say you're a normal size bloke, and yep. I, I, I may or may not have had a couple of goes on one of these newer LTs, and um, yeah. and you stand on the thing, right? You get the boom at the max height for the cutout on the sail, and it's got these windows yep. that are down at your shoulder, and you can't see anything. Are you allowed to actually put a little extension in the class rules so you can lift it up and actually see it, or do you have to sail around squatting down like a midget? 
stuck in your I think you and I think you and me better have a one-on-one, son, and we might <laughs> might have to stall out your stance a little bit. Um, the answer is no, you can't add a mast extension. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but we might have to we might have to work on your stance a little bit. I think. Well, but, um, I mean, I'm I'm just the way I'm I'm that height. That's it. It's just the, <laughs> the thing's so, too short. Um, Right. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get on to Bruce. We'll see what we can do. But the answer is no. The, you actually can't add. There's nothing you can change okay. in it, that rig. It's important to understand that. Yeah, I wanted to to get that through. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's actually. So let's talk about going to South Perth, right? Like, so there was a little yeah. bit of back and forwards going to South Perth for the people overseas listening who haven't been to Western Australia. Um, she's a glamour spot, right? Um, the one thing I'm concerned about. Uh, is that we're going to get a lot of people come over to do the world and never leave because they're going to have so much fun in West Oz. It's a, it's a windsurfing mecca. There's going to be wind. I'm willing to bet Nick's left testicle that there will be wind, <laughs> absolutely stonking wind. I know at a world it'll always be different to what you can expect, but it'll be stonking over there, won't it? Like we, what, what can people expect? Yeah, look, so this world's has been, un- unfortunately, um, three and a half years in the making now. We were supposed to run in 2020, uh, oh. and then the pandemic uh, came along. Um, so it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a challenge for, for the volunteers of the class to continue to work this. And, you know, over that time, and so we were initially going to be going to Mounts Bay and um mm-hmm. over that over the period of time since the the you know we're we, we're expecting maybe 120 150 to come um you know we'll we'll get 250 plus and unfortunately oh, yes. um, as things moved along we just needed some more infrastructure uh but i do want to shout out to the crew at south of perth who uh, at mount who you know uh unfortunately put in a lot of work with us and and then oh. um we've moved it along but so south of Perth, what can you expect? Well, um, basically, we're sitting right next to a desert. Um, we're sitting in a situation that um, a very classic sea breeze builds, the Frio Doctor. Um, we're going to be on the Swan River, so it's going to be relatively flat water, but um, we're very close to the coast. And, I mean, we, as advertised, uh, 15 to 20 plus uh, every day in the afternoon if if the doctor switched on is is what we're looking Easy. for. Um, and certainly days above 20 would be uh, also expected. We will do some morning racing as well when it when it comes um, from the other direction off the off the land, which um, could be a little bit more tricky and a, a little bit lighter as well. Um, but yeah, look, WA is the place to windsurf in Australia. Um, so besides besides the the event there, you've got waves just wave sailing perfection up and down that coast, or slalom mm. sailing, or foiling. Um, you know, you got Margaret River close. You've got Lancelin. You've got Jero. Um, you've got you know you've got a heap of infrastructure and just a beautiful coastline. Um, yeah, you know we did when I did my song and dancing guard about uh, come to Perth. There were a few question marks around sea critters and <laughs> and so on and. I think, Jordan, you're an expert on those. What what can people expect based on your experience in the swan? Ah, well, you know what they will get. So, first thing, south of Perth, it does stand up a little bit on that sort of southern side. Just you, to the west of South Perth, there, there's this mm. sort of big headland, and it can get quite steep and choppy there once the wind builds up. But one thing you will get 
uh, quite often is just a, an immense amount of jellies rolling down. You could have to stand on the top of your rudder, or your centreboard, uh, you know, to punch through a few of those jellies. If the jellies are running, they can run pretty. It might they mightn't exist anymore, but they did. Days gone by, yeah. they used to get quite a few jellies. But um, you know, phew, it depends where you place the the course. So I've got a suspicion that, that they'll bring it back, um, sort of to the east of, and sort of. Yeah, well, we're going to run two courses simultaneously to get it all in. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting that to see. Mount Spain I mean, there were more concerns. Yeah, there were more concerns about. Mm, Critters with big teeth and fins. Oh, the sharks! And, uh, oh, they they don't know, have to worry. About, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, they take, a bit of they a take January system. off. There's a bit yeah. of a toll system at the uh, <laughs> at the river entrance. So yeah, and most you know they're tight asses over here, so they don't even venture up the river. Absolutely. Well, the other thing is the other thing. It's the start of the Christmas holidays, so they've mm. generally sort of got themselves no, all catched up. They're over in Rotto. They're over in Rotto, so yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to worry yeah. about that. If you <laughs> if you are a Euro or Yank coming over to Oz to to Perth uh, to do it, it's the last thing you'd even think about. In all honesty, you know, maybe if you were down yeah. at oh, Esperance, absolutely. if you're down at Esperance, maybe you have got to be a little nervous down there. You know, if you go. There are a few spots, you know, like Margaret's maybe a couple of times, but very rare you're going to get hit. But, um, you know, it's it's that's, not. That's the least of our worries, I think. Yeah, um, not even a concern. What, what, what's, going to be, what's going to be more fun is, you know, I think we're, we're on, well on the way to, you know, cracked over 200 entries already. We're, we're well on the way to, you know, between 220 and 250. I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, airfares have really wrapped up uh, and it's expensive to come. Having said that, once you get here, mm. uh, the, anyone place. who's got US dollars or euros or anything else will be living, living large. Living living the local. Exactly. <laughs> the way it is. <laughs> Mate. And um, that, what's it all look like from a social point of view? Oh, yeah, well. Nice with the tough question. Well done. Well done, son. Um, <laughs> we've, um, again, really tried to focus on, on the off water. So, you know, we'll, for our international guests, we'll, um, you know, we're, we're working through a whole range of. Uh, of cultural delights, including you know potentially a uh, a petting zoo for uh, let, let's let's bring it on site so you can have a cuddle with a koala or oh. a kangaroo oh. because it's you know, oh. they want to do that. Um, we've got we've got uh, <laughs> we, we've got a DJ every day. We've got uh, we're going to have commentary. We've got a couple of very nice socials. We've got some local breweries jumping on board. Um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have a. You know, a welcome to a, a welcome to country ceremony. Mm. So, we'll you know we'll do it. We'll we'll try and showcase you know the best of Oz uh, all around and give people a little bit of a cultural experience as well. But um, we you know we're really sticking to this fifty percent fair rating, fifty percent social. We do the yeah. welcome to country. No, no, myself. Oh, you guys. No. I am. No, you cannot. Well, just an esky and a beer and a... No, no, no. It don't work that way, BP. Just step away from that one. Leave it alone. <laughs> you can do an acknowledgement of country, my friend. That's as much as you could do. But Oh, don't start me. Um... That's it. No, righto. So <laughs> it's all yeah, good. But, we will, you know, we're running all four disciplines, which is going to take, you know, a serious amount of coordination with regard to race management. Um so you know, to get through two hundred and fifty people, you know, three three disciplines uh, that count. Uh, freestyle is an optional one in the overall scoring, but still going to be a uh, world champ awarded and um, some really really cool uh, routines being planned there. Um, but to award the overall world champion, 
you've we basically have got a so because the thing is we've got to bring everything back together. So the lightweights, the medium weights, um, the heavies and the super heavies, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a scoring system which then brings them all back in line. Because in, in most instances we don't we don't well, we don't race together. We race in our weight divisions because you know that just that just um, makes it a lot fairer given the weight spreads and so on. So the way you win a world championships is you've got to be consistent across those three disciplines that count. So, so that, the yep. scoring system goes. So course racing, um, you it's your place in your division. So yep. Jordan, say you came second in your course racing, it's all plus your average points in course racing. So okay, let's just say we had ten races that counted. Your score was twenty five. Yep, your average would be two point five. So we're going to add two. Plus two point five for course racing. So your score for course racing is four point five. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Second for your place, then it's going to be your place in your division in your slalom. So let's just say you got first there. So you've got four point five from your course racing plus one. Yep. You got five point five. And then your marathon result in your division. So um three, you came third there, that's eight point five. And then for each division we do that. And that all comes together. So the He's, bottom line pre- is, you're no. pretty good, Jordan. I was just going to say, send the prize. I've, I've had a cracker again. <laughs> well, that, that'll, He's that'll celebrating. Have a look at it. Winding that'll down. get you pretty. That'll get you pretty close. You basically, if you can get a low score in your course racing point score, that really helps. Okay. So it's yeah. very consistent. Um, You've basically got to be – you've got to win one discipline and be no worse than a third in in either of the others in your weight division to have a chance of winning the overall, um, I would say. So because um, you – at Garda, you won the overall, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. I did. So I went, I went second in second in course racing and I think my average was two. Uh, first in slalom and second in marathon. So that gave me like a seven. Which was cool, and the next guy. Uh, well, there's a quite a few who were uh, around the eight and a half, nine. There was another Aussie, Timmy Gourlay, a good friend of mine, who uh, by rights um, probably should have won, uh, but he inexplic. So he went first in lightweights, had a really low score in his course racing, a one point six, first in slalom, but then inexplicably got a six in his. In his marathon, and that cooked him. He ended up with a nine point six. Oh, that's just terrible. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Not even worth mentioning. I know, right? But you know, that's terrible. but that's how it rolls. So you gotta you gotta be consistent. That that's the thing for Timmy though. Like Timmy Gawler, he's he's never been able to last. <laughs> well, um, I've got I've got his wife's number in my phone. We, we may dial. <laughs> we'll give him a call. <laughs> so, um, but you know, like so that that's it. We've got some really, you know, there's some going to be some very, uh, very, really good competition here. We've got 14 countries so far represented. Um, I just saw, you know, what happened over in in Italy this past weekend. So I think two of the four. Uh, winners there are coming. Um, got some crew from the US um, and uh, you know, across the globe, lot through Asia, which is great. Um, yeah. The class has gone like gangers up through Europe. Um, 
going well in South Africa now, but Asia has been a little slow to start, but we've got Singapore, we've got multiple countries going on there, and they're actually using the LT in the Pacific Games, which are oh, yeah. coming up, yeah, yeah. Um, which will which will be good, and that's given, you know, Fiji, um, Solomon Islands, New Caledonia, like a bit of a bit of impetus, but cool. the US um, is the one which is the sleeping giant, which um, is about to, you know, they've, they've really started to... Put some time in there now, um, Cobra, and I think over the next couple of years that'll that'll add a, just another layer of, of big onto the thing. So uh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, one of the things that we've really noticed um, when we do all our interviews, the US people give us the best responses. We have so much fun with the the US dudes. So getting, <laughs> I, I think, getting the Yanks involved in your sport's going to just you know into the the racing you'll have a lot of fun with those bikes we it's it's bizarre it is really some it's bizarre they've just got natural humor those people so maybe yeah, they're not well, doing it's it interesting no they're not and i actually lived over there for oh, six years or so and and so uh yeah i get it and um you know you can you can go flat you can go flat pretty quickly as an aussie but um some of the stuff they come out with is just outstanding isn't it <laughs> <laughs> we, we, so um yeah, Carl. Back at the time, timing, Nick. Yeah, uh, so twenty ninth of, of yeah twenty ninth of Jan. Um, oh, sorry, twenty ninth of December's Rego Day and so on um, through to the fourth uh, of of Jan. January. Yep. yep. Um, no lay day, which is interesting. We're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sail well, them out after New Long arms. Yeah, there'll be some strife there. Yeah. Oh, heads, um, long arms. Yeah. But um, yeah, so look, I think um, the there's people flying in from the middle of December, um, and this is the great thing about mm. the charter boards that have been laid on. Oh, wow. People have got access to their flights oh. if they want to make a big holiday out of it, which is uh, which is fantastic. It's um, it's something that you know we can we can really do. And I mean, I look at the class and I I look at what's been successful around the world. You know, it's very much similar to what Hobie's been able to achieve with. It's it's not just about the it's a lifestyle, right? We're trying to encourage yeah. um, more than a sailing regatta, um, and it, you know I, I did a bit of work. Um, uh, well, I've done a lot of work over the years with Andrew McDougall, um, and um, you yeah. know he's come out of a sailing background and then went on developed Blade Rider and then the Mark II Moth, and then we worked really closely together on developing the Wasp. Um, and, you know, my background's in marketing and branding and so on, and, you know, it's no, well, one of the key things we were trying to do with with WASP was to build this community, this lifestyle around uh, not just to have another sailing um, boat, but to build something that was much more than that and to have good times on the water and off the water. So there's a lot of elements in WASP, and its success that have come straight out of windsurfing. And right from, you know, it was earth-shattering to be able to, for sailors to be able to choose in a configurator model, you know, their hull colour, their sail colour, their tramp colour, and, this, you know, this is something that's come out of windsurfing for yeah. 100 mm-hmm. years, you know. Um, real basic things that many people may not pick up on, but, you know, each of the head colours of the at the top of the sails um, is colour-coded. And that's that's come straight out of old school windsurfing where we used to run um, different coloured ribbons, for example. Or now we race in different coloured um, vests to to differentiate the the um, the weight divisions. Glasses. You know, putting putting slalom into the wasp format is straight out of straight out of 
windsurfing. And mm-hmm. they're all the things I saw that I knew worked uh, from a cultural point of view about how do we mix this up a little bit? How do we how do we not be just another sailing product? How do we bring fun into this? Um, and, you know, I think the Wasp has gone on and, you know, I'm very proud of where that's gone as a as a class and, um, you know, it's uh, – but it, it reflects a lot of the elements that, that we – what we see as successful for us in, in the windsurf for LT class. Perfect. It, it I reckon cool. um, so af- after Noosa, yeah. there, more than a few people wrote in who hadn't really been exposed to it and they just thought they'd turn up and take part, just blown away, like the both the fun off the on and off the water. So we had a few people write in about that and obviously challenge us to make sure that we we're in Perth. Um, for for the worlds, of course, you know we've had a few Peter outs. Um, <laughs> this potentially could be one. Well, look, I know um, I know we're down to the very few last charter boards, but for you VIPs, we'll um, we'll move heaven and earth, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> but um, look, honestly, it's um, it's going to be a really, I think, fun event. It's going to be a big event. I mean, oh, two fifty. 250 in Aussie or 220 in Aussie is a large number. Um, Absolutely. And then, look, you know, the key challenge for us as a as a class is to maintain the momentum, you know, outside of the world. So, you know, we've mm. got a really lean structure where we've got um, state reps in every state um, who've got a lot of autonomy. Um, their only mandate is to expose the class as best they can. So we have travelling series in 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 most states now to try and expose our our fleet to other yacht clubs and you know we've had massive uptake over the last three years in particular where clubs you know brighton seacliff in south australia as an example got 35 plus boards parkdale in victoria which is you know really stuck fat with the one designs over the years and now into the lt you know they they regularly get 35 racing every weekend and They've got storage for 45-plus boards and could probably handle another 25 if if they had more room. Um, and so we've been able to grow fleets. And for, for a, a yacht club, it's a great opportunity to offer mm-hmm. another option um, to keep people on the water, whether that's kids coming through. And, you know, a lot of the youth that we've got have now gone on and started foiling or started winging and whatever. And the way I speak to those um young adults now is well you know this is like your family once a year come back to the nationals like coming home for christmas right you see everyone you have a good time and then you piss off again um yeah and we've sort of we've built that culture but to encourage the kids we've um the class funds a youth scholarship every year so the best boy and girl age 19 or under the class funds financially to go to the next world championships um Mm -hmm. and we've been doing that for five years just to give them some exposure um, we've got other things like um, our women on windsurfers, which has been fantastic. Where you know we basically provide um, funding into the states, and we ask the women of the class to do what they want to do. And that might be a morning tea, it might be a come try it day, it might be um, sailing together in their own peer groups with with support from the class as they want it. Um, and that's really given us some great impetus and drive um, uh, with with um with the women as well so you know it's really just about um providing i guess opportunities all around and one of the things that we've i've tried to do again this with my formal group background um is to take feedback on board so we do a pretty comprehensive survey after every nationals 
um, which gives us really good feedback about what's working, what's not, what do you like. Um, and, you know, we're not here to be prescriptive as the, as the you know, class custodians. If people want something different, we're going to go that way for sure, or we're going to try it anyway. Um, yeah. Have you got some good cool. examples of that, like the fleet or the call it the the crowd wanted something to go one way, or you reckon you pretty much nailed it? Oh no! Look, I, I think we're working all the time. You know, it's mm. now now our struggle is um, because the fleet's so big. You know, we had 145 at our last nationals. We're starting to get limited on what clubs can handle yeah, us. Yeah. And yeah, sure. Yeah, and the clubs that can handle us oftentimes may not be a good cultural fit. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So that, that's a challenge for sure. Um, I think, um, you know, as we've had new people come into the class who maybe come out of uh, race boards or other classes, um, getting their mind around mm, the no pumping rule for one thing's a big deal. Um, and so there's some cultural stuff there where, the you know, the better guys and girls in the class need to show some leadership, which they do. Um, one of the things we wanted to do and we have done is to basically use um, the opportunity of technology to be able to help people um, with best practice. So on the website, you know, there's a whole range of resources for people to be able to get up to speed with how to set up their board, how to, you know, tuning. So, I've, you know, I've, oh, yeah. during COVID when I was locked down, somehow I managed to spend two and a half hours going through a pretty intricate setup guide and technique guide and so on, which, you know, has been up for a couple of years now. But, you know, it's had, you know, 20,000 views or something. But what the point of that is is, We've got a great culture where the the leaders in the class, those at the front of the fleet, are very willing, by and large, to to support others, to share their knowledge, um, and you know we try and push that back. So there's some of the things I guess Nick that have been asked for by sailors can you know to to do that. Um, you know some of the other things we've mucked around with. You know we've spent um, or invested a lot in beach branding, so. All the state mm -hmm. reps and a lot of the yacht clubs have got windsurfer flags now and so on. And when we come to the beach, we want people to know we're there. We've got, you know, we've invested in our own slalom marks and whatever. So the local reps can can run little things off the beach. But we're also doing just social events because racing's not everything. Yeah. Right. So we're doing events where there's no where where there's no racing. It's just come and have a, you know, the Queensland crew are great. They'll meet somewhere. They'll have a they'll go for a sail together. Then come back, have a barbie, few beers, whatever. And that's just as important from my point of view in terms of building that culture and that um, equity. The other thing we do, you know, we do fundraisers from time to time. We've got the Grab a Slab event down here in Victoria, which I've championed, uh, which is a team's race where, you know, we put together the the back of the fleet, the front of the fleet. They've all got to work together in a, in a relay race situation and then last man or woman standing, sprinting up the beach, diving under the windsurfer flag to grab their um, Coopers or whatever they're drinking, uh, and as well as a, as well as a, uh, a so some softies for the kids or whatever. So it's just about trying to create that fun culture. For one other thing, you know, we had a glass out at the 2020 Nationals over in South Australia. Like we were losing time and everyone's like looking at each other. Someone came up with a grand idea. Let's do a sup race. So we put together some state right. teams or oldies teams or whatever and rustled up some paddles and we got the board six boards and off they went and did a little relay race and all the rest of it and um 
that you know that just I guess is something you wouldn't normally see. At a, yeah, sure. At a yacht regatta. You know what I mean? So, I and it. and it's fun, and we don't take it too serious. And you know, um, the commentary—if you can track some down—there's a lot of just rubbish talking, which I'm quite good at. And um, there's Mate. a couple of us who uh, have a go. <laughs> the band time. The band time. Yeah, exactly. So, just how try do you to think keep this it. shit show started? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. How, how do you think this shit? How do you think this shit show keeps going? <laughs> keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, um, yeah. So look, that's. That's uh, that, that. Look, that's us in a nutshell. I think, you know, from my point of view, we just want to keep people on the water, and this has been a great way to get a lot of people who gave up sailing or windsurfing or mm. whatever back to the sport. It's a great way to keep kids who might not have the money or the inclination to want to keep going through the normal pathways. It gives them something to do. They like sailing with their old man potentially, and in particular beating their old man or whatever, but they've now created their own little culture within the class. And, you know, yep. we, oh, I was pretty happy one nationals where, you know, normally the kids don't want to hang around with the oldies, but we had a bit of a, bit of a party night and it was amazing. All the kids hung around and danced with the old dudes and had a few drinks. And it, like for me, sort of, I think we've made it when, you know, the kids feel comfortable enough to, yep, absolutely. to, to want to hang around, you know? Right. Love oh, it. I love it. I love it. I, I was going to say to the boys that uh, there are a whole bunch of sort of uh, little guides online, you know, if you are going to try and challenge the J-Dog in, uh, in South Perth, you know, that, uh, that uh, Nick has, uh, has kindly provided a few. The other thing I do want to tell you, mate, just to keep in the back of your memory, is if you want to host the greatest on the greatest sailing piece of water in the whole world, for, uh, and the Wallies, would, the LTs would go off, Port Vincent. Port Vincent is, oh, yeah. it would just go off. Off, yeah. it'd be the best. That would be a nice place to do it. Yeah, it'd be a great. Well, interesting. Maybe, um, ma- maybe the rotation. marathon could be from Brighton to Port Vincent. <laughs> oh, outstanding. There you go. There you go. The um, the the nationals by rotation go after Perth. They go to New South Wales, and then it's back to South Australia. Um, mm. so nothing's impossible. Mm. And then the year after that will be the fiftieth. Nationals in Australia, um, that'll be a big party, and that'll be back in Victoria. So wow! So we're the well, we've been crapping on about jumping on these for a, a couple of years, so yeah. we should be good for Adelaide. Yeah, a full <laughs> rotation we've missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love it. Yeah. I love it, mate. Um, we're sort of mm, out of time. Yeah. It's been um, it's been really cool, you know. Like uh, I think all three of us when we saw the LTs pop up. We just thought, yeah, this is great because they were magical days for a lot of people and for, you know, 450,000 people, they had a lot of magical days, you know, sailing on these things. And, um, you know, they are a much better board now, the epoxy board, the LT. uh, You know, it doesn't wobble as BP was saying upwind, you know. Like, as you say, that leads to planing and the rig's a bit more modern. It's the sort of the last version of the old standard windsurfing yep, rig. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean there's a colored mast which has helped and the center boards, you know, a lot stiffer. There's you know, there's been incremental in, improvement all, all across the board which is which makes it sail a whole lot nicer yeah. for sure. Yeah. So mm. well done to to Bruce and Greg and all those people that put their hands into that and brought it back because I think it's exactly right. What you're passionate about Nick and we can pick up from the discussion is that, you know, you're creating an easy way back to the water. That's that's something that we've talked about all the time. Let's not make it expensive. Just make it fun. You know, go sail. Yeah, that's the yeah. key to it, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I'm loving it. You know, I, I, for for me, I I don't really 
I'm really concerned about junior sailing in this country, yep. and that's a whole other thing. Yep. But for us, this platform, whether they choose us or not, is just another way to keep kids on the water. So whether it's this or kiting or winging, I don't care, but let's just get these kids who've come through their junior sailing, and not all of them are going to make it, um, yep. <laughs> but, you know, we need to find ways to make it simple and fast. This thing rigs in five minutes. That's you're it. on the water in 10. Yep. Um, you know, you're, you're, you you can knock out, you know, three to five races in a club racing environment in an afternoon um, and you're off the water in two and a half hours. You yep. know, the days of – it's just a convenience piece as well. So there's a whole number of things that have fallen into place here um, yep. that, yep. you know, I hope at least in our own little way, you know, are making a, a positive difference and it's, it's just something um, that – Hopefully, as time goes past, um, you know, people like yourselves who've been there feel like, yeah, no, I can, mm. I can do this. The thing is, you can. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Yeah, I'm, inspired. Up. I'm, I'm seriously thinking Come about on. it. I really Come on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, best of luck to everyone competing. And all those names you mentioned, you know, we, I remember them all, you know, and, uh, you know, just have the best possible time. Uh, maybe, maybe. You know, Barker 80 might attend. Come we'll on. We'll Come see. on. And if, if not Perth, this South Australian thing's oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Mm. It's you a know? lot. I'm, I'm Didn't thinking see Perth. if I'm going to fit it into those Perth. medium wetsuit shorts. Yeah, yeah. well, I've got a, I've actually got a call with with uh, with Pat on Wednesday to go through some merch for the event. So um, I'm going to be mentioning this. Yeah. I, I think the elastic waist situation, though, could be an absolute win for, for any of us. I think Pat already has bicey sizes. Uh, uh, on standard, right. and he, he puts he does, yeah. and then he puts a slightly smaller uh, uh, label on it just to make him feel Bag better. In for it. <laughs> <laughs> just scratch out the thirty foot thirty twos. Very cool. The other girl. thing, the other thing, gentlemen, just to finish is, um, you know, the locations for world championships or any of these events mm. are not just about great sailing, but they're about great times off the water. So. You know, Cobras hosted this thing up in Thailand, which they've resurrected uh, the Siam Cup, um, yep, yep. which happens in Thailand just around Christmas. Won't happen this year. but So there's lifestyle events going on everywhere, and I think given Bar Karate's esteem with regard to doing lifestyle, lifestyle stuff, <laughs> you, you, you could um, could be the media uh, crew of choice for that little number, I reckon. Mm, yeah, we, we won't say no. We've we've spent plenty of time up in and around that region, um, and uh, mm-hmm. we've worked out the technology differences and issues. We're we're good to go. Yep. <laughs> Quite alternatively, give it a couple of years, and um, there was a very large windsurfer wonders event well, back in the day, the original windsurfer in Cancun, Mexico. So oh, stay tuned for a Mexico oh, World Championship. Hot tip. Hello. Hot tip. Hello. Right. Hot tip. Well, boss might turn up. Might not be sailing. Yeah, boss. Where's he gone? <laughs> Is that your Sharpie heritage, boss? Yeah. Uh, it may be. Uh, exactly. It, it may be in one of the. Uh, you know, I can't say the word. He, he has no, contacts. No. He has contacts in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. Okay. Well, listen, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Do appreciate it. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for. Nah, uh, shoot up, Nick. Awesome yeah, having you on, mate. So I love it. Fun. I love it. And I'm. I'm seriously thinking about uh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I, I actually I just wanted to go for a sale yesterday and thought if I had a if I had a Wally here I'd love it. I love it. That's, That's good. Get on them, kids. Get into it. Yeah, get into it. Cheers.
<laughs> See you, mate. Oh, good memories. Good memories, the old Wally, and um, the future's looking bright, I can tell you. I am seriously thinking about Perth. Hey, you got <laughs> Wally Froth. I've got <laughs> Wally Froth. I've, I've, we've got to change it, though. It's LT Froth. LT Froth. Exactly. LT Froth. LT Wally. Um, uh, no, it's a bit what of I like froth, about, we'll call what it. What I did like about that conversation was <laughs> yeah. he said, you know, that um, the kids can go off and do their foiling and do their uh, wingding, but they, they're always welcome back to the family. I'm so glad he's thinking about us like that, you know, that the kids can come back. Us children, <laughs> us children. Well, we can we can come back anytime we want, and he's looking after us. The only it. kid about us is the way that we're going to bloody behave. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Oh, don't worry, we'll be dancing with the oldies. Hey, it's going to be it's going to be great fun. I tell you what, now all the look all forward the to a dance with Jordan. All the Wally listeners are going to attend the Worlds. It is going to blow. You're going to have a lot of energy consumed. So, can I suggest go to Radix Nutrition? Jump on their website and uh, have a look at some of their, their meals, breakfasts, their drinks. Um, they've got new flavours in their sort of whey protein and um, uh, uh, the fruit proteins as well, the plant protein, sorry. And you can uh, go to the Radix website, so Radix Nutrition, and then uh, you can get a discount by just typing in Barkerati into the code, so the one word, Barkerati. Which, which is long-term. It doesn't go away. So doesn't it's go not away. one of those first-time things. Yep, so ten percent saving. So if uh, if you are coming across, you I, I would recommend, absolutely recommend, because you're going to go through a lot of energy in West Oz. She's windy. She is definitely windy. <laughs> yeah, and it's proper and wind. There's a it's fair heavy chance wind. You need to, uh, and there's a fair chance you need to counterbalance the nutrition from the other side as well. Yeah, just <laughs> knock out the toxins. <laughs> I love it. All right, boys. Um, club events, Middle Sea Race starts in a few weeks, so we just want to give everyone a heads up. So for things that are coming up, it's not really a club event, but uh, it's one of our favourites. We talk about it a lot. Great, uh, uh, some lots of controversy over the years. Uh, great uh, sort of sailing location. You know, it's an iconic race. It's one of the real iconic races on the world circuit. So uh, for those getting it's ready, not an for- easy race. I've got to say, it's- having done a few of them, it's a it's a tough race. Tough race it can really turn it on. Tough race, tough race, I love it. Um, the other event that's going on uh, this next week, just tune in for the Bermuda Gold Cup, 2nd October to 7th, so just jump onto that if you want to get onto that. So Bermuda, our friends in Bermuda are fantastic, they're massively uh, into the sport as we know, we had the Cup there, um, they're into Sail GP up there, and of course the Bermuda Cup which has been going on for years and years and years, so that is on this week and you'll be able to catch that and watch that. The other one you can probably, I don't know, there's a kind of live stream for Sail Paradise. Um, By the time you get this, there's one more day left of Sail Paradise. So if you're an early listener, you'll probably still be able to tune in. That is on the Gold Coast in um, Queensland, which is about a couple of hours from where I am. And it's glamour conditions at the moment, absolutely glamour conditions. So if you just want to watch some people zooming around on small yachts, um, go for it. Uh, yeah. And the other the other one, boys, were club events. We're kind of just into the midst of opening day season. Correct. Coming Ooh. up here in here in Adelaide, here in uh, Australia. Or well, not here <laughs> in Australia, but in Australia. Mm-hmm. So um, things are about to kick off down under. So to all the clubs out there, you know, get doled Open up, ready for opening day. Turn it on. Open the doors up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all happened up here in Queensland, already run and done, but uh, yeah, now the footy is over, oh. it's traditionally... You're always in front of us, aren't you? Well, no. Nah. <laughs> 
No, but now this weekend, all the footy finals, um, and therefore that means the start of sailing season. So we're uh, underway. Are cool. We have to talk about the rugby. Hey, boys. No. Let's not <laughs> talk about rugby. Yes. Let's not talk about rugby. <laughs> Freaking hell. I've given too much of my life to that stupid sport uh, and supporting the Move Wallabies, on. and they've given me nothing back. Um, <laughs> the Vicobi Jack Lloyd listener of the week. Um, oh, we've got a couple to this. mention this week. how this is going. We are giving the first of our $200 vouchers away, the monthly prize tonight, today, whenever you're listening, this episode. Um, but first, shall we mention a couple of listeners that we've had in this week, boys? Absolutely. Okay. One is one of our favourite listeners. She is consistent and thorough in her approach. She's always funny, <laughs> uh, mad for her sailing. Um, and uh, we do have a lot of soft time for her and we appreciate everything she sends through and she sent a cracker through this week. Gents, another wonderful episode. Aimed purely at you. Yeah, taking the piss out of me, so I love it. Denise Del Mundo, (laughs) she she was our listener of the year last year. Another wonderful episode. There is, however, something I feel I need to clarify. Here in Northern Australia, us Canadians... Use the reef, Canadians. The Cana- Canadians. Canadians. Uh, she spelled like Canadians. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, they use reef flip flops. This is a thong, and she sent a picture of a person in a thong, G string, what we call a G string, which is where the, the cloth goes up the butt crack. Um, that is apparently a thong. And this is generally used as either underwear or in some countries as a swimsuit. It may be also worn for traditional ceremonies or competitions. Viewed from the front, the thong typically resembles a bikini bottom, but at the back the material is reduced to a minimum. Now, I did check Amazon. There is a lovely pair of black ones that Jordan can wear over his Vicobi when he goes out for a wingding, and she sent me a picture of a G-string. That's a new name for it. Uh, I love it. She sent a picture of a G-string that says, I love sailing. I'm slightly afraid to Google wing ding thong, so the only option is one with a sailboat. <laughs> They'll look amazing, possibly alarmingly frightening over the top of his Vicobi, but he definitely will not get lost in the crowd. I can have them shipped with Bicey's tearaway metallic tracksuit, referring to her email from last month. Up until next week, my friends, get out and stay sun safe. Now, there's a new merch idea. And... I wouldn't be surprised when we actually do go to video and I have my metallic metallic tracksuit <laughs> rip-offs on what I'll be wearing underneath. But there'll be, there'll be a thong. My reefs. <laughs> okay. Now, this is all good fun, taking the piss out of the Aussies, calling um, calling our shoes, you know, flip-flops thongs, right? And you guys going, oh, how stupid are the Aussies? They call their flip-flop thongs. Flip it around and think about it from our perspective. When we heard about you guys wearing thongs up your butt cracks, when before we had TVs, which wasn't that long ago, we used to hear about you, you Northern Americans, the Canadians and uh, Canadians wearing thongs up your butt cracks mm. and uncomfortable. The combat the com- brings a whole new meaning. Brings well, a whole we new meaning thinking. to double. Pluggers, doesn't it? Yeah, the double pluggers, exactly. <laughs> the things that we used to consider you guys were wearing, we couldn't work it out until we got we got where would, where video would you footage. How would you keep it in there? How would you keep it in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you have the sole up the front and then the straps come up the back, right? And as you said, oh, the double know. pluggers, BP, where do they plug in? Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> Where do you put your big toe? Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so it's a lovely, it's a lovely email. We're very, uh, very happy with that one. Another one, boys. Steve English. Steve English, yep. the legend, has found. On he sent me on um, Instagram a link to a page called Ginger Armor. There is a page called Ginger Armor, and Ginger Armor manufacture all-natural moisturising sunscreen for your face and sensitive skin, particularly oh. for the ginger. And it's it's an experience because if you go to the page, you'll see a lot of gingers just in their dick togs, um, and there's a lot of bright light reflection off the photography, but they're they're wearing their ginger armor, and uh, yeah, you know they're 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 ginger and proud, and uh, yeah, no, I loved it, <laughs> I loved it, mate. Steve English just ripped it. Um, I can see you both are looking up ginger armor. <laughs> ginger armor. <laughs> it's cool. Love um, it. No, no. I, well, I think we've got to. I mean, as much as we love uh, the input from our Canadians, um, that's a pretty. Solid, uh, solid in- input there. You want some solid input, BP? I discovered, <laughs> I discovered a whole new technique this week. Um, somebody really? shared on the Insta a photo of. Um, uh, I'm going to call them using the Catalan catamaran. I think is the best way oh, to yes, describe them. Um, Catalunian. What? A, what is the word? Oh, um, Catalunian. Hey. Yeah, anyway, carry on, carry on. Yeah, anyway, um, so I, someone shared some footage of that and I, I jumped onto it and they're, they're called, oh, shit, what are they called? The Patin Avela, Patin Avela or something like that or the uh, Patin was- Catalan. So what they are is a little catamaran. It's a one design. Comes off the beach. You just pull it down the beach. It's got no centerboard. It's got no rudder. Um, one sail, mast, and it sort of just sheets in... And you just jump on them, and they race like fleets of 200, and these things have got no rudders, right? Somebody shared the video, and I was just going, what the hell is this, right? Just put it on our story. So it was up there for 24 hours. Said, what the hell is this? And got inundated, inundated. My phone just was going, ping, 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 ping. (laughs) Apologies for not knowing what the hell this was, but definitely learned a new technique to get a lot of interaction from our audience um and thank you for every single person that reached out um but they're crazy and they're in valencia and uh i'm concerned like we we have you did you guys have a look at that footage i sent you no oh yeah yeah, yeah. bp's onto it he's going out there today i'm gonna go and over there and have a quick look <laughs> yeah, it should be. It's crazy, but they they just sail them with body weight and um, sail trim, and you know, tr- and sail trim. Yeah, and I did get some pretty full emails saying um, if the the committee boats do take a hit sometimes, you know, there's been some pretty full board damage. <laughs> you can't bear away <laughs> the bear away, the whole thing. But it, it, I don't think they're that hard to sail. But they do have. Um, I did notice when I was watching a few of the videos, you can they're all one design, but you can pull the mast forward and you can drop it back, so you almost sail it like a, a wally, you know, like you, because if you want to bear away, oh, yeah. take your rig forward. Wally froth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, and then they yeah, back into the wrong. sail. Yeah, it's. You know, it's uh, it was very cool. So uh, that was a good one. But if uh, in terms of 
generating a huge amount of numbers of responses, um, asking a question rather than stating something. It's a, it was a lesson learned. But thank you for everyone there that you go. did write in. You guys got anyone you want to contribute to uh, Listener of the Week? Or did I cover off them all? I'm liking what you've done there. Not Listener of the Week, but isn't it time we we hand over that voucher? The Listener of the Month? Listener of the Month? Listener of the Month. It's our first one, $200 voucher. This is great. Thanks to our mates at Vicobi. That's Australian, 200 Australian. That's correct. Just make sure that's understood. (laughs) (laughs) Probably wise. Um, Yeah, so... It doesn't matter. It's better than a kick in the face with a mouldy fish, right? (laughs) You're 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 like the Shakespeare of our team, BP, with some of the wordsmithing you do. I'm trying to be. (laughs) Um, I try. Boys, I'd just like to congratulate our inaugural winner of the Vicobi uh, $200 voucher. And thanks to Pat and the team at Vicobi for generating this. Um, it's a good man, a person that deserves it in a big way and um, someone that has really embraced the whole uh, getting into the Barkerati thing. And it, congratulations, Mike Khalil. First week of September, uh, Mike sent in a promotion about uh, the Dillon Open, which is uh, one of the regattas that they're running. So he was sent in stating he was having a beer in the Seattle airport on his way up to his cruising boat on Vancouver Island, thought he'd reach out and give you an update. Last week we had the Dillon Open, blah, blah, blah. Great exposure gave us on Barkerati. Uh, talked about the weather, talked about all the beautiful sailing, uh, where Dillon is, the PHRF fleet, and uh, the banner they had made up for Barkerati and stuck it behind the bar and uh, sent us a whole bunch of pictures. Like, it was fully enveloping. It was the right thing. Um, and uh, this is the sort of bloke that uh, we wanted to reward for 200 bucks for someone. Not only is he doing, going through the effort of putting on a regatta, you know, they're doing an amazing regatta. He was promoting the regatta. He promoted us. Um, shit, yeah, mate, you're a legend. Um, and even, Mike, you've yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Closest, closest regatta to the moon. And, um, yeah, <laughs> Pat, Pat will have exactly what you need to be close to the moon. And so, so. And so we don't lose our, our, our favourite Kennedy and Denise. She came in a very close second. There was a long discussion about this. So uh, mm, keep, keep up the good tight. work. And let's get some new ones in there as well, guys, because uh, it's genuine. we love the stories. We and love the stories. It's 100 bucks. What we do it. see is there's quite a regular bunch of people who get in touch with us. But if you've got someone funny to share with us, just get on there. Cheers at, cheers at barkerati.com. Yeah. Give, give us a yell. Not too serious. Not too serious. And I'll, I'll just give you a reminder for those. So obviously, Vicobi are uh, uh, sponsoring the show as well. So, you know, we've talked about all sorts of different things. And they're sponsoring this. This will be going on throughout the year. Um, we are very close to these guys. Uh, one thing, if you are a yachty um, and into sailing, their technical sailing equipment is pretty impressive. So there's quite a bunch of different sort of sailing boots. So predominantly... And new uh, stuff coming out all the time. It's yep. a big focus now. I was speaking to Pat the other day about it. It's a big push. Big push, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, they've got their boots, which are fantastic, super high-grip boots, um, all different shape and sizes there, different ways you can get them. They've got their gloves. They've got the Hiker Force suit, which I grabbed one uh, not too long ago, um, and you can uh, adjust the legs to whatever length you want on that, which is a very clever idea, the way they've done that. Um, and then, of course, the Torque quick-release trapeze harness, so which is new. They're not waiting around for World Sailing to decide on the quick-release thing. They've gone for it. It's ready to go. And, uh, yeah, so all the 
technical equipment is there. Our mates at Vicobi, uh, I can honestly say, I was ta- I was in a paddling shop the other day and I was talking to, they had a heap of Vicobi in the paddle shop because they do a lot of paddling gear. And uh, the guy that was running the shop, he said, they're the best company to deal with that he's got in his in his room and uh, he loves them. So we, we love them as well. Um, so don't feel 100% confident you're dealing with honest, full integrity people and they're backing you guys for your funny comments because he absolutely, Pat, loves the show. I'll be honest, we can say that with mm. no lie. He absolutely loves the show. He, he does contribute for quite a few comments. So, yeah, love your work, Pat. Cool. Anything else before I uh, push the magic button? Push the button. Got a surprise. Ole, ole, ole. Here we go. It's hot time with bikes. (laughs) Let me just relax in my thong here. Um, Now, gents. Is it confusing with a pair of thongs? (laughs) What do you do with a pair? Yeah. Okay. For how long have we been doing this show? Four years. And and there's been a constant complaint in those four years. Not enough. Any idea what that could be? Yeah, we need to do more shows. We're not any idea. We're not serious we're enough. Not professional enough. Um, the logo. Oh the logo's yeah, yeah, off of center. Yeah, the logo off center. Yeah, <laughs> whose fault well, is that? <laughs> well, that was you, Jordan Spencer, because you uploaded it through Buzzsprout, which then it just gets distributed across all platforms. Right, right. But Apologies. what I want to say right now is, you're welcome. Oh, what have you done? It took me about. Th- oh, I've centered it. You moved so it took it me millimeter. about three. <laughs> took me about three seconds to do yesterday. That <laughs> 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 we've sat on for four and a half years. So the logo's back in the center, so we won't be receiving those oh, yeah. emails anymore. You want to know, so, um, know something even funnier? I didn't even realize. Oh, yeah, no, it was yeah, quite annoying so when you comments. did realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. copped it. We've but anyway, all good. Anyway, um, yep. So you're welcome, listeners. Those ones with a little bit of, uh, yeah. you know, OCS. ADHD. Yeah, OCS. OCS sorry. ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's me. OCS. Encore side. <laughs> yeah. um, all the sufferers of Encore side. We've, we've fixed the logo for you. OCD, you did. OCD. <laughs> Anyway, we're going well. Um, other big news, possibly the biggest news in yachting since uh, Australia 2 won the America's Cup 40 years ago. What's that? Um, during the week is um, the rainbow. I knew She's it was out of the shed. Oh. The scale rainbow. She's coming out of the shed. But, yeah. oh, I did cringe a little bit. I did cringe. The uh, She hasn't got the new mast yet. Right. So they put a 125 ring in it. Oh, oh. oh. Mate, we used to have punch-ups on the lawns in Port Lincoln between the Rainbow Sailors and the 125 Sailors. It's criminal. It's crime. On which was better. Yeah. It, it, it's sacrilege. It, it, it truly is a crime. Mm. So I'm sincerely hoping the new rig turns up soon and it can get a uh, proper Rainbow-branded um, sail go in it. Well, but we'll, uh, we'll be, be keeping a close eye on won't that. We, Jay? Yeah, and, um, oh, the rumour, I've heard BP. Know, the oh. rumour I've heard, BP, is that there is a new Southern Spa rainbow rig about to be launched onto right. the catalogue. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, it's actually a baton from a super yacht, is it? <laughs> I'm oh, you found a couple of old that. battens out the back. Oh, well, I might. I might, know where yeah. they can go. <laughs> I love it. love it. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So what else has been happening this week? Oh, I'm going to hand over to you on this one because there's two super events mm. which you guys are going to be all over. So let's 100%. go with you first, Jordan. Five hundred five worlds. Five hundred five worlds, San Francisco. It is. Um, it's. Uh, I think it's basically just about finished. It's very tight. The interesting thing, of course, is they're racing right in front of St. Francis, which is very biased and a real local knowledge sort of course. So if you've been to San Francisco, right near the base of the Golden Gate Bridge there, St. Francis Yacht Club, which is a fantastic yacht club, fantastic people, great place to sail. Um, In the past, if you've sailed out of St. Francis, they go down to Berkeley Circle. Um, But here, this world, they're actually sailing right in front and there is definitely local knowledge. And But of course... You do have some very fast sailors that have come out of San Francisco in the past and a lot of world champions. And currently, as we speak, uh, I don't think we're finished. I don't think we're finished. We might be. But uh, Mike Martin, Adam Lowry leading the way. So mm. Mike Martin is one of the unique Not people. Not an unusual name. Yep. Yep. Uh, we don't has, have to say too much there, do we? Yeah, yeah. Show. World champion in the class before as both a helm and a crew, which is a very rare feat. Um, I've managed to achieve neither of those feats. Um, we're starting with Adam, uh, both <laughs> another fantastic guy. Um, Eric Anderson, Nick Bed, another St. Francis uh, combination in um, second and then another team from the same region, uh, but out of San Diego, uh, Mike Holt and Carl Smith. Two wonderful human beings. Mm. So it's all US first, second and third um, and very unlikely to change. They've got a little bit of a gap at the moment from the rest of the field. Uh, the Nathan Bachelor, Sam Pascoe, who are very phenomenal uh, pommy sailors in front of Ian Pennell and Alex Days. Another couple of phenomenal Aussie sa- uh, pommy sailors. And then Howie Hamlin and Jeff Nelson. Uh, a couple of legends there as well. So it is quite interesting. The best performed Aussie. Oh, uh, I do want to point out AJ Conrad's. Um, AJ uh, is a young lass. A uh, young lass. She's a mother. She's got a range of kids. She's married to Ted Conrad's. Both of them sail 505, so separate boats. So AJ's in ninth, sailing with Rob Wafel, who's won a world before, a fantastic sailor. And hubby Ted, who is also um, a great sailor, um, sailing with Reeve Dunn, is in 19th. So AJ is just putting it out there. She's quite talented, very serious. She she has a lot of similar similar characteristics to my wife. Very serious, very determined, <laughs> um, super fit, and uh, I'm excited to see her doing so well. So that's good. First and best placed Aussie at the moment is Mal Higgins. Um, no surprises there, but uh, yeah, Mal's sitting in 16th. Yeah. So it is US. It's very Northern Hemisphere centric at the moment, but uh, racing in San Francisco, they've had good wins. And if you haven't checked out the Facebook page, go to 505 Facebook page, um, the photography has been unreal. I don't know if you boys have been uh, – have you guys checked it out at all? Um, no, I was just waiting for our half-hour weekly update from you, so <laughs> thanks very much for that. Well, my mate, they've got a French photographer, uh, a bloke called Christophe, Christophe Fabreau. Yeah, Fabreau. He's, yeah, he's yep. a fantastic human being. Um and he does some amazing photography. We've spent a lot of time together, good friends, and um, – He's doing some beautiful photographs, so jump on board and have a look. So, um, 
The next one, go. of course, is Mini Over Transit. Over to you, BP. Of course, oh, Mini, Mini Transit. Mini Transit. So excited, uh, this. Look, I'm going to keep this really quick because... 300 words or less, if you could. Yeah, they've got um, they've got <laughs> about... Well, the Protos have got about uh, 600 and something miles to go. We've got actually got a Uruguayan in the lead, which is quite oh, nice. Yes. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that all pans out. Young Federico Waxman. Oh, the Wax guy out there. Yeah. Oh, Waxo. Uh, followed by the two French, obviously, Laurie Gailey and uh, Victor Mathau. So that was pretty easy names to pronounce there. Um, they're just about in Orca territory at the moment, BP. They're about to get their others in Orca off. territory. They've, well, they've, they've gotten through the Sunfarsh Union unscathed, so now they're down in Orca area. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, now, moving on to the series boats. So for those who don't know the differences between Protos and series, Protos are uh, sort of pretty well un- uh, you know, you just got sizes to deal with. You can have any materials, um, canning kills, foiling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Series are a bit more sort of uh, um, rule governed. In other words, GRPs, uh, aluminium rigs, and st- and rigging to keep the prices down. Um, we've got a uh, Luca Rosetti, not our um, old mate Luca uh, Risotto, um, <laughs> but a different name. Luca Rosetti from Italy out in front, and Bruno Lemonier, uh second from France, and a Swiss guy by the name of Felix Abelli in third. Uh, they're again very close to the uh, to the uh, Protos. They've been um, they're they're all within you know twenty miles of each other. Because well, um, there's no so wind, BP. They're just yeah, but it's you know it's one of those sort of things, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And if we head down to our uh, mate Peter Gibbons Neff, um, he's uh, sitting in fiftieth position, which is you know out of a fleet of yeah, they're all right next know, to each other. Not easy. He did he did go. Uh, I did watch him from the start. He went to one side of the course and made a decision and came back and lost a bit. But he's he's piloting his way through the fleet so uh, exciting times coming up they're on their way to Canaries uh, and then they'll have a little break and then they head off to Guadeloupe so we'll see how it all pans out in the coming coming well they're not going to pick up the trades are they 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 literally aren't sitting there so once they get off the coast of Africa they they, they're they're still they've got to go through some pretty light winds they're a few of them going to run out of food I'm going to say it now. They, some of them haven't packed yeah, well, enough radix. They obviously don't have radix, do they? Yeah, yeah that's it. Absolutely. You can split a radix in half and you still get more than enough carbos. <laughs> oh but yeah, good luck to everyone. Right, um, that's, my little, that's my little summary in 300 words or less. So I hope that was good. Bye, see you over to you. Yeah, the no, good. Trade I'd, show. The, the I'd, Monaco well, trade show. The Monaco trade show. Uh, I mentioned it at the start of the show, but oh, mind-boggling mind what's going on here. So, um. It is. There's some pretty cool stuff out there. Had a look at the uh, Richard Milne SB80, who wants to crack 80 knots going forward. Um, and I was lucky mm. enough to attend a, well, mm. our annual Sun Spars breakfast on Thursday morning. Guest speaker, Glenn Ashby. Yes. Who uh, kind of loosely launched what his next campaign is. He's uh, he's the fastest guy sail assisted on land at the moment, 225 k's an hour. So yep. he told us all about that. Yeah. And his next task is to be the fastest man on water looking to crack hungy just a lazy hunch so lazy he's going to take it 100 on. knots mm. yeah 100 mile an hour 100 knots or what k knots k knots k knots so, wow yeah, okay. yeah. Knots. that's quick man that's going speaking of 100 mile an hour like literally i'll be running at 100 mile an hour here because i've got to catch a train in about three minutes so i'll be wrapping things up from right. my side within 100 mile an hour okay. but what i do want to mention yep a uh, fan of the show, Mr. Brett Perry, we all know of his exploits of days and years gone past, specifically the X2. You had a little win over the weekend, BP. Oh, well, Congratulations, say, mate. It's a long 
a long battle. We've all seen it and seen where it's got to, and then bloody good to be in the top of the podium. So well done say, for that. It was a bloody emotional day. It was um, and all involved. Uh, we had a lot of um, heartfelt discussions. Um, for those who don't know, um, we actually had our first win. Not only a win, it was an absolute, uh, absolute smashing. We've got a, a trifecta. It's like black caviar. IRC overall, first IRC um, uh, in class one and, and, and double-handed. So it was an exciting week. Um, we know the boat can do it. We've had a few upgrades. We're good. We're in what, we're in what we call generation two. Um, so, you know, it's all with all these sort of things that happens, you get yourself to a point where you can do something better. And I think we're damn close. I think that's it now. So um, yeah. it's get on. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, no, on, yeah. Well done, mate. Yeah, um, she looked, she looked yeah. glamour. Look, Glamour, uh, congratulations to the team on Aspire winning the 5.5 metre world. Uh, our mate Johnny Bacon in third in that one, so the Aussies here. But uh, Aspire, jeez, uh, yeah, there's some serious talent on that boat uh, is all I'll say. Uh, anyone want to do the names? It'll be Dog, Dog Palfrey, isn't he? Was he on that one? No, no, this is buddy Matus no, no. Kuzinirovic. Um, the uh, the Finn sailor that uh, won gold medal in the Finn, oh, that's yes. won the world champs in the Star, won the world champs in bloody everything. Eddie Wright's on there. And then uh, oh. I, apologies to our, our Polish friends. I really am sorry, but uh, uh, Pemslorgacic, <laughs> I think. I have no close <laughs> idea if that's even close. And again, apologies, but fantastic performance uh, to them. Oh, the team on Aspire just winning the Worlds. And they tried to give it away in that last race. They, uh, they took a flyer on that last upwind and uh, they nearly lost it and then got back. But, uh, Jesus, some talent on that boat. Uh, lots and lots and lots of world champs. Um, yeah, congratulations. Awesome, aren't they? That's Great it, show. boys. Bice I think Bicey, he's packing his gear up as we speak. Packing as we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> running out the door. He's, just, he's just smashing a, smashing a uh, Radix breakfast while he's doing all this at the same time. That's right, exactly. So oh, go on, get the farewell, boys. On. Farewell, listeners. We'll be chatting That's to you fun. next week. Good to see yeah, you, boys. See you later. Right. Safe travels, boys. Thanks, everyone. Remember, if you do want to pick up the Radix Nutrition, go to their website, type in Barcarati uh, Barcarati uh, as the code word, and you'll get ten percent discount. And exactly the same for our friends at Bicobi. If you tap in Barcarati into their website and you want to get some of their, their fantastic uh, clothing and technical clothing, uh, you will get a 10% discount uh, thanks to the team at Barcarati and our friends at Radix Nutrition and Mike Abbey. Go in peace. Have a great week. See you, boys. <laughs>